0: Hello there, and welcome back to another episode of Quest for You. And this is not just another episode. This is episode 503. And today I bring you my first ever interview. I'm super excited that this moment has finally arrived. It is something that I thought about for a while, I want to say, maybe six months. And seriously considered, maybe during the last three months, and finally executed this past weekend. Interviews because I want to bring you quest stories. This is what I call them stories of other people, their experiences, their lessons learned in life, and how they have found back to themselves, how they discovered their purpose, their passion, and the direction for their life. And today I'm going to bring you my friend Kurt Mindell. And we had an amazing time. We chatted about a variety of topics and bear with me as you listen to this interview. You'll hear a lot of noises, background noises. This is, like I said, my first interview. And There's a lot of things you don't think about when you speak into a microphone until you listen to it later. So yeah, I didn't cut out a lot. A few ums and ahs here and there. But other than that, it is just us having a conversation. Topics range. We talk about Kurt's morning ritual. We talk about the infamous inner critic that we all know and how it can hold us back. We talk a lot about... Community and other people, and the importance of having the right people around us is something that I do talk a lot about in this podcast. We talk about taking chances and how everything you need for that is really here, right here within you. There's not a whole lot you need to go out and seek, you just look within. Kurt talks about travel and how it enriches his life and his mission, which is to connect people more with themselves, which is very similar to my mission with this podcast. And maybe that is why Kurt and I connect so well. The power of connection is what I would call this episode. And not just because we talk about this, but also Kurt is a great example of a friend that I recently added to my life within the last two years. By doing what I love, and this is what I always tell you on this podcast, if you want to make friends, if you want to find new friends, better friends, people that you really connect with, it's time to pursue what you really love. And to find what it is that you really love, you... Go out and you explore this amazing life. Super excited to bring you this episode. I hope you enjoy this interview and leave me a note. Give me some feedback. Contact me on my website, which I have recently redone at least a couple of pages. I'm still working on it, still work in progress. But um, yeah, get in touch with me and please enjoy this interview. Much love.
1: Hello there. Uh, Hi, Kurt. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Janine.
0: First of all, thank you for coming and
1: oh, my pleasure. to my
0: place, and um, you are the first interview for me, so this is a big step for me, for my podcasting career, and uh, I look forward to talking to you.
1: Happy to support you.
0: There you go. Yeah. Okay. A little closer to the mic.
1: Okay. So this is
0: how these things work, and you can move it around. So here we are in my apartment. And um, I wanted to start out with how we first met, which was at a meetup that I put together, because I couldn't find a meetup out there that met my needs to just meet people. And um, so I just scheduled a dinner. And my first meetup, you were there at the table. And what I immediately noticed about you was that you connected with everyone on the table. And uh, I always thought, and I thought, wow, is this is so helpful to have a person like this here, because I felt like I need to talk to everyone here. But then there was you <laughs> helping me out and talking to, to these people that I didn't know I'd never met. So, um, so I wanted to ask you, were you always good at approaching people? Or was that, was that a skill that you learned?
1: Actually, I was deathly shy as a kid. I mean, so shy that my best friend lived two doors down and I used to be too shy to knock on his door. So (laughs) I guess I've come a long way since then. But my natural inclination is to be introverted. But I have overcome that through curiosity of people. So Mm. I've I think, you know, I do coaching Mm -hmm. and through coaching, going through coaching school and such, it really brought me out of my shell, so to speak. Um, So I was glad to uh, participate in the meal, uh, the dinner. It was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And I remember being really attracted to it because it was a chance just to have good conversation with people. Mm -hmm. And that's why I came there for. So I was having conversation with people.
0: And we still have dinners and you still show up. I still show up. And the, I still enjoy it. A year and a half later.
1: Yeah. Still on the quest.
0: Still on the quest. Yeah. They're called quest for you meet up dinners. So you said you learned a skill for somebody who is an introvert. I'm an introvert. For me, it's not easy to reach out to people. What do you what have you found helps you? How do you how can you learn to be a little bit more extroverted or open to people?
1: Yeah, Again, going back um, when I was in coaching school, I learned to be very vulnerable um, and kind of just be who I am mm-hmm. and also learn to ask questions, to mm-hmm. be inquisitive. And I find everybody is interesting. Everybody has a story. Mm-hmm. So I just get over myself when I feel a little bit shy and pulling away. I force myself a little bit Uh, approach people and ask questions and usually you tap into something and you know they start talking about themselves people like to talk about themselves and then you make a connection everybody has certain things to connect about
0: yeah I actually I have to agree I think curiosity to me is a really important it's not a skill to me it's an important characteristic that I look for in people because I have also found that's the easiest way to meet people. You just yeah. ask a question and it shows you open and it shows you're interested and, um, and, and it gets a conversation going.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, you would never know it in our society today today with all the divisions going on, but I think people by and large have common aspirations, have common um, interests And it's a matter of drawing it out. It's, you know, everybody, like I said, has something in their story, and everybody has a story that's interesting.
0: That's why we're here, Quest Stories. There you go. And we're drinking tea.
1: (laughs) Yes, we are. (laughs) I have
0: to think of, uh, I listened on my morning walk today to Tim Ferriss, you know, and Tim Ferriss Mm. likes to always drink wine when when he does interviews or when he, yeah, when he does interviews or when he just goes on the mic and drinking tea
1: so where's the wine
0: <laughs> that's another thing I really appreciate appreciate about you you always make me laugh I love that so um when you first I was curious when you first heard quest for you what what did you think
1: well I didn't know what to think but I found myself intrigued uh-huh. and a quest is some kind of a journey with some kind of a destination. So it was like, well, what's this about? And I was hoping that everybody would share kind of what their journey is and what their quest is, because not everybody even knows or is conscious that they have a quest, but I think we all do somewhere in us, Mm -hmm. in our soul. And um, so I was, that's what really drew me. It's like, ah, quest, how interesting. Felt like the man of La Mancha a little bit, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Don Quixote.
0: <laughs> yeah, I so I I believe that we all have like these pivotal moments in life that mm. result in major changes and mm. that define who we are and mm-hmm. and what we do going forward. Mm-hmm. They kind of decide the direction of our life. Um, and I know a little bit about you, but w- what would you say was a pivotal moment in your life that changed who you became?
1: There's been a number of pivotal moments in my life. So, um, it's a matter of choosing when, I mean, certainly I came from the East coast and just flew out to California Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden was here (laughs) and I was 22 years old and, uh, very green behind the ears, or wet behind the ears, I think is the expression. Um, And I was just a little story, New Yorker. And I thought i had seen it all. And here I was, second day, let my guard down. My wallet was ripped off on a bus. (laughs) All my identification, all my money was gone. And here I was (laughs) out in California. And it was like, you better get resourceful quickly wow. and it was a good life lesson so that's just one small one kind of introduction to being you know out of my element and what can happen um so i would say um, at work a pivotal moment was when i first um had a full-time job in san francisco I was working in a department, and it was a very diverse department um, with uh, people very different backgrounds from me, and it was very eye-opening on how we all were so different, and yet in this department, we became so tight-knit, and it was, it was a great experience, and um, it, it just really, um, I guess, affirmed to me mm-hmm. that we are common. We are all one. And it was, I think, a pivotal moment in terms of it changed my perspective from an us and them to a we're all together type of thing. That sounds a little bit <laughs> cliche, but it was really that feeling like, wow, these people were couldn't have been more different from me. Mm-hmm. And yet we had such a great time together and really formed a great team.
0: What was... Um what contributed to that, that you connected so well? Huh.
1: You know, it's a funny thing, but at lunchtime, we would play a game called Uno, a no card way. game. No way, I love that game. <laughs>
0: right? I have it. <laughs>
1: it's a great game, but we would sit around a table playing <laughs> this game, like, every day. And it just it was so much fun to be with, you know, playing. But while we were playing, we were talking. Right. You know? And it was just us being ourselves. So there was no... I. I the really cool part about that department is that absolutely everybody was real. Mm-hmm. They were just who they are, mm-hmm. and uh we we accepted each other
0: mm-hmm. yeah so. I think that's very similar to the dinners we talked about in the beginning, my quest for you dinners I mean, we are all very different, the people that right. show up to that dinner, and um, I would probably never meet these people anywhere. If I pass any one of you on the street, we probably would never really connect, but we connect over some food and just yep. some conversation. It's very simple when you think about it. You just get together and, and you just be, you're just open and curious about each other and you get along.
1: What's better than a good conversation? Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Like the one we're having <laughs> <Exactly>. right now. <laughs> so you're a life coach. Tell me a little bit more about the work that you do? Or career coach? Did I say that wrong? So I do life career and leadership
1: coaching. Okay. I mean, but when it all comes down to it, it's all around life. Right. (laughs) Um, It's all different elements and how we show up. Um, So what I do is um, kind of at a high level Mm -hmm. is get people connected to who they are, and then have them express that in the world. Mm -hmm. So a lot of us, kind of put veneers over ourselves and try to play some kind of act and after a while we get away from who we really are and I think part of my kind of mission or purpose in life is to reconnect people with who they are Mm -hmm. and then have them show up really authentically in the world and it's powerful and the great part is they're more fulfilled and they have much more impact in the world, because they're coming from a deeper place of kind of um, clarity about who they are and why they're here.
0: Mm -hmm. And I'll get back to that. But so how did you come to do this kind of work?
1: Good, good question. So I was coached. um, I was leading a big project for a big company, and I was way over my head. I mean, to the point where I was sinking fast. And a coach, was assigned to me, not because of that. It was part of the role I had, and I was able to um, have a coach and elected to get one. But I found having someone who I could talk to, who um, was objective, who could um, be a sounding board for me, who could give me feedback, Mm -hmm. um, who could champion me, was so invaluable. Her name was Victoria, and I, um, I don't think I would have made it through that project without her coaching. Um, So I always had it. And later on, I went into consulting, and I wound up coaching leaders as part of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I found myself really enjoying that aspect of working with people one to one, and really getting to know them and building trust with them and learning the power of asking good questions. Mm -hmm. So when you ask good questions, you draw out people and you really draw out their thinking. And I just love doing it. Mm -hmm. So um, I have found and I went through the wilderness for years of being um, always feeling that there was something else I should be doing, Mm -hmm. even though I was doing the corporate America thing Mm -hmm. and kind of quote unquote successful at it. Mm -hmm. There was always an ache that there's something else. And um, now I find myself really excited to do the work I do.
0: So that pivotal moment was at that coach that helped you through the project is that when you started realizing there's more here
1: well that's when I was introduced to coaching Mm -hmm. and then when I started working you know as a consultant and coaching people but I I wasn't called coaching I was part of my consulting dude I found I really like that and as on when I was on one project there was someone who did coaching and went through coaching school and she said you got to do this you'd be great at it and um because of you know, it's like paths crossed and I looked into it and then I went to coaching school and it blew my mind. It was like, wow, that was a pivotal moment.
0: Right, right. Yeah. So what so as a coach, what do you your based on your experience with working with people, what is what is a common issue people come to you with?
1: A feeling of I'm stuck. Mm-hmm that i want to do something else or my relationship isn't where it needs to be Mm -hmm. um, and i just don't feel like i'm moving forward Mm -hmm. and um, i don't know kind of what steps to take and that's a common one
0: why do you think is such a common this is such a common issue
1: um, we get into ruts in our life. So what works for us at one point in our life and we think, oh, this is great, whether it's with a partner or with a job or whatever, at a different point doesn't feel as good And because we're always changing. Mm-hmm. And because we're always changing, we need to kind of reevaluate Ourselves at time from time to time. What are what's important to me? What are my values now? What what is it that I should be doing now? What am I called to do? Um, and I, I think we if we don't kind of go there and we just go on automatic pilot, which is the default, we get what I call off kilter.
0: Mm-hmm. So from what I gather is, and from what I've seen you do with me too, sometimes. You basically get people back on the right track by just simply asking them questions. Those are questions that challenge people to dig deeper.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: So this basically means that we know, we, we have it within us. We know where we need to go. It's not some miracle no. thing we need to find. We don't need to go to a retreat to India to figure Sorry. out what we need to do with our life. It's all there is what you're saying.
1: That's absolutely right. And that was an epiphany for me because I was always one, let's read another self-help book. Oh, yeah. The answer is somewhere yes. else. <laughs> Some guru will have the answer for exactly. me. I, right? And to what you said is absolutely on point. It's within you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the the wisdom's inside. Mm-hmm. And it's a matter of connecting to that wisdom.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. What is one thing we can do to get better connected with our purpose? I want to call it.
1: I think a really important thing to do is to give yourself space. Mm -hmm. Like just silence and be with yourself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's turning off the phone, Mm -hmm. turning off the television, and just being with yourself and listening to what's inside. Mm -hmm. So... I try to do meditation, and that's my way of -hmm. getting there. Some people like to take a walk in nature Mm -hmm. to be with themselves. Some people go to a church or sanctuary for that. But I think giving space just to be with yourself and listen to the wisdom inside you Mm -hmm. and kind of what it's asking you to do. I think there's a voice in us that uh, speaks to us. So it does take some tuning to be able to tune into that voice.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I mean, every time I'm spending time by myself, I have some of my best ideas, Mm. some of my, yeah, some insights. I suddenly see, you know, what's the next step that I need to take? But I, because I think for the majority of our day, we are in a mode of distraction. We're constantly busy. We're, you know listening, we're watching TV, we're on our computers, we work with other people, we're constantly consumed by distraction. Right. And so we don't, we don't tune in much with ourselves anymore because it's such a distracted world, noise everywhere all the time.
1: And when you don't tune into yourself, you get lost. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's you have all these these voices all telling you how to live exactly, and um, I don't know the I don't have the quote offhand, but it's like it takes the most courage in life to be who you are, Mm
0: -hmm. totally,
1: (laughs) and not to be who what society says we should be to be who you are.
0: Mm -hmm. And this is exactly what my goal is with Quest for You. You know, I see it as a journey back to us. And to find our highest potential. Because I think by just following what everyone else is saying or what media says we should do, we kind of miss out on who we are and what we can do with our life. Just like you found your strength and you found your purpose and you're doing what you enjoy doing and what you're good at doing. And I think we all have that. But I think we lose it somehow because, like you said, we get sidetracked. So what what do you think we need to do more of to become or to be a better version of ourselves?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah I'm just giving a talk this week at San Francisco State, actually. Oh, good. On the value of values. Um, but I think the importance is to really become clear about what our values are mm-hmm. and then ask ourselves, are we living those? Mm-hmm. So, and the really rank order your top values what's most important to you in life Mm -hmm. and uh, i think that kind of gives you a rudder as you go forward in life in terms of you hit key decisions or there's points where you find you're not happy it's like you know, are my values being honored or are they being stepped on? Mm-hmm. You know, what are my values? What's important? How do I go forward now? So if my value is adventure, let's say, mm-hmm. and I'm leading... Is that one of yours? It is, actually. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm leading a very safe life and putting security at the top and I'm not happy. It's like, okay, there's something missing and it's adventure. And, uh, you know, it's and asking those. It's mm-hmm. like, what do i need to be you know the best of who i want to be
0: mm-hmm. yeah so kurt question i'm always curious about people's rituals mm-hmm. things that people do routines something that helps you be your best self something that is your
1: mm-hmm. that
0: is really critical for your daily success yep, yep.
1: so so i have a daily ritual Oh, you do? I do. I
0: didn't know that.
1: I do. I can't say I am 100% compliant with it, but I am happier and much more productive when I am. So that's for sure. Sometimes um, I get off track. But what I try to do is each morning Mm -hmm. um, do some kind of exercise to wake up the body and then do some kind of um, thing to feed the soul and that's usually a few minutes of meditation and some journaling. Mm-hmm. And if I have a gratitude journal and if I do the gratitude journal, it sounds so, you know, trite, right? But it what a difference it makes in terms of my outlook for the day. Mm-hmm. It's like it, all of a sudden you in the morning you're going there's so many things I am lucky to be alive for. I have so many great people in my life and so much opportunity there. And it, by writing it down, it makes it real for me. Mm-hmm. So that's really important. And then I read something, just something that is inspiring. Like what? Um, I like Mark Nepo oh. a, a lot. He has a book, Awakenings, which is great, Which, um, but there's something like that. It, it could be from... Quotes from some, you know, people. Um, something that I have of my own list of quotes that I look at and I think about a little bit, and it inspires me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I find if I devote some time to doing those things in the morning, so it's like, you know, doing the exercise, doing, you know, giving some meditation, and doing a little bit of journaling with, uh, based on an inspiration. Um, it's a game changer for mm-hmm.
0: me. Mm-hmm you starting your day with intention instead of falling into the day which i find i don't have as good of a day if i just roll out of bed and just R- run with the day right versus i decide how my day is going to start
1: right so one's being proactive and taking charge of the day and Mm -hmm. the other one is reactive Mm -hmm. i have to you know just respond to what's being thrown at me today Mm -hmm. so what i purposefully don't do is go to emails first thing because then you just go get sucked down a vortex and you lose the day already and then you're you're kind of mired in that kind of mindset of answering you know emails rather than you know my day starts from a place of being centered right which is so much more powerful
0: so what is something that you're currently working on in your life something that you see that needs improvement that you just want to be better at something you're developing
1: one thing or should i list the first hundred <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> anywhere in the middle just <laughs> <laughs> Pick one of the many. (laughs) Okay. Well,
1: I mean, there's a lot of different places. Um, One is building community. I feel like it's an ongoing effort. You know, that's, again, one of the reasons I was attracted to the Quest for You dinners was around a community, Mm -hmm. around that. um, I'm a strong believer you don't go through this alone. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And having more people on your team who really know you and get you and support you is key. Um, So... Tribe,
0: uh, your tribe. A tribe.
1: And as you know, I'm in a leadership tribe, which is fantastic. So I have people from there who are very close to me and, um, you know, who we support each other. Um, So that's an ongoing thing that I, I constantly look at for people who inspire me mm-hmm. and people who I feel I can learn from. Mm-hmm. Uh, how
0: do you find those people? Or how do you go about Yeah, how do you go about building your tribe? You know,
1: there's no one way. You come across people at different it could be at the post office waiting in line. Mm-hmm. You start chatting with someone and you find there's something in common. It could be someone at the gym. You start talking to and you know, it could be a class you're taking and you find there's commonalities a lot of it for me is, how do I know? It's you feel it inside you. There's an attraction. It's mm-hmm. like, um, this person is making me feel um, more alive just through the conversation we're having.
0: Remember when we went, we met at the coffee shop down here on Piedmont Avenue? Mm-hmm. And uh, there was, uh, we were looking for an empty table. And there was a table and there was one woman sitting there at that table. And we just sat down, and I think she initiated the conversation because she heard us That's talking right. about leadership and coaching, and, and she was interested, right?
1: That's a great example. Right. Right? It was just a stranger there, and there was a connection. Yep. And, you know, uh, again, one of my feelings is paths cross for a purpose. So, What does that mean? So you meet certain people in your life, and I think you're supposed to meet them. But it's just kind of, I have nothing to back that up other than a belief.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But I think if you believe that, I think that also leads you to make the best out of such encounters. Yeah. Because I think sometimes we tend to ignore just kind of all these people around us. I at least sometimes do. I'm so caught up in my world. I have to remind myself, you know, like in the gym you know, I have to remind myself, well, hey, maybe this person here needs help, or I could initiate a conversation, or I, mm-hmm. I talk to this person every day, I could tell them about my podcast. Sometimes these basic things just are so hard to me, because we are so caught up in our world. We're caught up
1: in our world. And I think there's a fear, there's you a know, fear. a fear of going out there and being who you are. Yeah, it's like, I have a strong inner critic that fears to judge. (laughs) For sure. Right? And it's like pushing past that. And it's like, you know, that's just a saboteur for us. That's not real. Right. And then we give up the opportunity, again, to make a human connection. And Mm -hmm. we're social beings. And what's better than connecting with someone else?
0: I agree. It's just like you said. I think we're we're, um, really worried about maintaining our image we want to be seen in a certain Correct. way we yeah we don't want to be vulnerable and this whole thing here for me was a it's a journey through vulnerability I mean putting myself out there this morning I was walking and I was recording a video of me talking and I watched that thing when I got home like 10 times and I was so critical oh I don't look good oh my wrinkles oh the, my voice and You know, that was just like, I'm so, so critical of myself. But then there comes a point where I'm like, screw this, (laughs) you know, here I am recording. For the longest time, I couldn't bear to hear my voice. And now I'm just putting it out there. At some point, we just need to take the step. And this is always what I want to encourage people to do. You got to take the step and just go out there and be yourself.
1: Exactly. You have to push through it. That voice you're hearing that, you know, your voice isn't good as a ring, that's, what i call the saboteur voice and Mm -hmm. that's the voice that keeps you small and tries to keep you safe and it's not a voice that comes from the heart and soul and that voice wants you to live big and make impact and you know to really show up as yourself
0: so does your inner saboteur still show up sometimes oh
1: god yes (laughs)
0: like well like when is there certain situations
1: could be certain social situations I still have. Oh, you know, I'm not looking good, or I'm sounding stupid, mm. or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And that that's that voice is just, you know, that, that's the voice holding you back. And that's not real. Mm-hmm. And it, as you said, you just push through it. Mm-hmm. And, and the voice diminishes in time, the more you are yourself, the less influence, that voice has. It doesn't go away. Mm -hmm. It's always going to be there. But I always like to say, you know, it can be on the bus, but it's not driving the bus. (laughs) It's not driving your life anymore. I like that. It's just a passenger and you can tell the passenger, I don't want to hear you now.
0: (laughs) Right. I like that. What's a dream you have? Something you wish you could do one day?
1: Mm. I'm immediately taken to travel, I would love to live in different parts of the world and experience different cultures. And um, I just think when we're in like the United States or the West all the time, we're in a bubble. Mm -hmm. And to be exposed to not only different cultures, but different ways people are kind of spiritually alive. I, I think there's a lot of learnings to be had from different cultures. So I would really love to do that. Um, to travel all around <laughs> and learn, yeah,
0: but you've uh, already done some travel that I know of, oh yeah,
1: I've done, but it kind of whets the appetite, right, yeah.
0: What was one of the most memorable trips you've had
1: um well, I went with my partner to Bali, yeah two years ago, and We had a fabulous time, and it's very spiritual there. And kind of one of the things I loved is that they had an offering plate each morning Mm -hmm. that they put out, you know, to the gods there. But again, it gives them center, and it's a feeling of connection Mm -hmm. that they have. And the other part is the tight communities, and they live in, like, family compounds. It's a different way of living, Mm you know, we try to be very independent. All you know, freedom is so important to us. Right. There they have a different set of values, but it's, you know, equally as good and it works for them. And again, you, you come back questioning. And that's what I think the value of travel is. You question um more about how you're living and how you want to live.
0: Yeah. It gives you perspective too. Yeah. You yeah. You reflect on what you do and you realize, well, this, there may be better ways, other ways yeah, yeah. to do things differently. Yep. I agree.
1: Yeah, definitely. So that's it. And then professionally,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I would like to do more workshops and have more impact um, to go out there. Um, like I told you, I'm going out this week. i have a, doing a talk at San Francisco State, and um, I have another one coming up. So being more out there in the public realm, um, I find, um, really makes me feel alive when I'm in front of a room Mm -hmm. and, uh, I want to do more of that designing workshops and getting people again, my mission, my purpose is getting them connected with themselves and expressing themselves powerfully. So anything I can do around that is what I want to do.
0: How are you going to go about it? Um, Yeah, one's
1: designing of the workshops and feeling who I um, want to co-lead some of this work with and um, building a community of people who um, are interested in um, what I have to offer.
0: Mm -hmm. So we talked about curiosity and actually in my notes I have curiosity as one of the most important characteristics for me mm. that I always look for in other human beings. And yep. I think that's why you and I connect so well. And I I always notice that I struggle in friendships or relationships I have when the other person isn't curious. Agreed. Um, and I believe also that podcasts are so popular these days because of the questions that are being asked mm-hmm. and because of the answers to those questions. And they allow us to learn more about other people. Yeah. And this is also why I started doing quest stories, these interviews. So I also want to give you the opportunity to ask me a question. Not hmm. just because you're good at asking questions, but it can be two ways. It doesn't have to just be me okay. asking you. So ask me anything and I'm not prepared. So be okay. gentle on me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I will be very gentle. <laughs> okay. What makes you feel most alive?
0: I have to say... Similar to what you said, when I am in a group of people that I really connect with, it doesn't matter where I am, it doesn't matter how many people, it makes me feel alive when I sense community, presence, mm. connection with other people. Mm. I love that. And you know I climb mountains. Oh, and yeah. it's a pretty, I mean, I, I was about to say climbing is is the thing that makes me feel most alive. And it really is. It's a challenge. But it's also the connection with your partner, the relying on each other, the getting to the top together and and, and enjoying the moment together. It's a connection to something I enjoy doing, but it's also with the other person. And I feel this way when we have our dinners. I feel this way now. I think this is... I notice it every time I am highly present in the moment and I, nothing else really matters at this point, but this, these moments are usually when I'm with other people. Hmm. So.
1: Yeah. Good to note. And I love what you're saying about connection because I know after you've done your climbing, how excited you are Mm -hmm. about that, the thrill and my interpretation of the story I make up about you is that you love that challenge Because you learn more about yourself, about the inner resources you have. And, you know, that gets it. We all have those inner resources. And when you tap into that, we are all powerful. We are. And yeah, I love that with you and the connection with other people. It's like we are one. There is, and you just feel that when you connect with others.
0: If somebody came to you and they're feeling stuck, how could you help them? What would you do?
1: A question like I just asked you.
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
1: Yeah, it, it's. I start asking them yeah. things that when do they feel most alive, or when they're most feeling most powerful, mm-hmm. most you know fulfilled, um, you know, and then trying to figure out what's holding them back. Yeah, because we all have the wisdom there I, I i believe we know what the path is that what we're called to do and there's something that holds us back so getting curious about that
0: mm-hmm.
1: so do what, you
0: do you find that people sometimes don't know what lights them up
1: that could be but they do know but they're kind of putting some barriers in place cuz they don't want to go there cuz they're scared about making the move. Fear is a very, very big impediment to living the life we're meant to live. And so getting underneath their fears, Mm -hmm. like I use that term saboteurs, that what holds you back, learning to understand what that voice is and where it's coming from and how to recognize it helps them get over it. But I think most people do know what lights them up. Because everybody's had peak experiences, times in their life where they felt totally on point Mm -hmm. like you know they they felt whether it was at work or relationship or a hobby or something where they felt totally you know excited about living Mm -hmm. and that you know we're not meant to be robots and just kind of go through life you know kind of as walking dead we're meant to be alive and to really experience things so everybody has it so it's just tapping into it.
0: With. Where do those fears come from that um, we have
1: yeah, I think there's a um about being vulnerable, about you know we've had I don't want to be too psychological here, but traumas in the past where we've tried to do something and have had some hurt, and we don't want to go back to sure. the hurt there's things that hold us back mm-hmm. um I don't think a lot of it is necessarily rational. it comes from a deeper place of just being afraid. Mm -hmm. Um, So but the only way to get through it is to go into that place head on. (laughs) You can't just like push it to the side. It's like, okay, if I'm fearful of flying a plane, I'm going to get myself to the point where I will fly a plane. Because once I do that, I'm going to be over that fear. You can't go and say I'll never fly again. And that's the answer. (laughs) And I think we do that with a lot of things, you know. I was hurt in a relationship, so I'm never gonna go there again. Yeah. Or I was, I took an art class, and people thought I, you know, my art was terrible in the third grade, yeah. which I had, you know. The teacher was like, you know, couldn't, have, you know, would say something negative about the art, and then you kind of go, I'm not good at that. And we we, we create, you know, these stories. image, these stories, these images of who we are, yep. and. I think we can challenge that and not be that story.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I've had experiences like that. I remember in in school I had to stand up in front of the whole class and say something. I wasn't prepared. The teacher just said, oh, just wing it, you know, just say something. And it was actually in front of the entire school. It's Uh, a speech. I totally bombed it because I wasn't prepared. And since then, I've had the worst fear of speaking in front of a group, especially unprepared. And now I'm and now I'm pursuing public speaking. I was just gonna say, <laughs> so you, so Janine, you are a poster child for I'm the a, one for overcoming your yeah. fears, <laughs> right?
1: You know, um, it, that's a perfect way to do it. It's like you're not a public speaker, you can't do this, and Mm -hmm. that's why you need to be a public speaker, Mm -hmm. of (laughs) course. yeah. That's how you're going to get through it.
0: Yeah. Well, um, I am at the end of my questions, and I think the sun is setting out there, and we should head for dinner. Okay. So um, where I'm going to link to your website in my show notes, but is there anywhere else that you would like to have people connect with you?
1: yeah so highergearcoaching.com okay and also i'm on linkedin i'm kurt mandel and uh yeah thanks for having me on your show i really enjoyed it and always good to connect with you janine
0: (laughs) thank you kurt